You know, after how hard you've been working, I think you need a break. She glanced over at Dad, who nodded. She turned back to me. Your father and I reserved a room with that cute little bed and breakfast place outside of Charleston, South Carolina. You know, the one we go to as often as we can. But unfortunately, we're not going to be able to go this time. That's too bad, I said. Why can't you? Dad chuckled. Your mother forgot about it and agreed to volunteer at the Children's Hospital Charity Gala. Mom took over. Why don't you see if one of your friends can get some time off and y'all take our room? She paused and smiled. It's already paid for, so all you have to cover is the gas to get there and lunch. They feed their guests breakfast and dinner, so you won't have to worry about that. I'd always like South Carolina. Okay, sounds good. I'll see if Cindy wants to go. But even if she doesn't, I will. I'd have a whole week of doing whatever I felt like doing. Most expenses paid in one of the prettiest towns ever. First, I'd walk around downtown Charleston and have lunch at Waterfront Park. Then I'd do a little shopping at some of the cute little antique and craft shops. I'd better start packing. Since I was driving, I packed everything I thought I'd need. Mom came over after her friends left and helped me load up my car so I could leave right after early church on Sunday morning. We called Mrs. Birchfield and let her know you were coming. She remembers you from the last time you went with us. She's such a sweet woman. Mom nodded. That she is. Oh, and did I tell you she met a man last year? He's the first guy she's been interested in since her husband passed away 12 years ago. No, you didn't tell me. I wonder if I'll get to meet him. I think you will, Mom grinned. He's been renting a room from her ever since he sold his house, so he sort of lives there. Interesting. Mrs. Birchfield must have been at least 70, maybe even older. And you think I'm getting too old to find love? Not too old to find love, Mom said. Just too old to settle down and have a family with a nice man. I wasn't sure that was what I wanted, although I had thought about it a time or two. What didn't appeal to me was making a relationship work with someone I wasn't sure about. And so far, I hadn't been sure about anyone yet. There were a few close calls, but nothing that serious. The next morning after church, I went straight home, changed into some jeans and sneakers, and headed for South Carolina. For the first time in a very long time, I felt totally carefree. When I pulled into the Shell parking lot of Mrs. Birchfield's boarding house, my excitement jumped up another notch. The house was painted seafoam green with teal and white accent. The wraparound porch had a row of rocking chairs, all of them empty. Christmas lights, greenery, and bright red bows adorned the front door, over which hung a tiny spray of mistletoe tied with a red ribbon. The sign on the door read, Welcome home. Come on in and rest a while. I turned the knob and pushed the door until it opened and jingled the bells on the other side. The place smelled of vanilla and ginger spice, warming me from the inside out. I noticed that some mistletoe had been hung above an archway on either side of the stairs leading up to the bedrooms and another off to the right, beneath a floating shelf. There was even more above the door to the kitchen, only that bunch appeared to be barely hanging on by a strip of tape. A red ribbon had come untied and hung lopsided from the tip of the mistletoe. That didn't seem like something Mrs. Birchfield would let happen. From what I remembered, she was meticulous to a fault. The place was dreadfully quiet, which was another odd thing. Last time I was in the boarding house, there were at least a dozen people in the front room, some of them playing checkers, while others working jigsaw puzzles. Mom said it was often much more crowded than that. 
I stepped all the way in and closed the door behind me. The sound of my own breathing was the loudest thing I heard. Mrs. Birchfield must have either been in the kitchen or out doing some shopping, so I decided to try the kitchen first. I'd barely gone a couple of steps when I spotted her on the floor. My first thought was that she must have fallen, so I rushed to her side. Her hand was still tightly wrapped around what appeared to be torn paper, so I glanced around to see if the rest of it was somewhere nearby. That was when I noticed the bloody knife lying off to the side. My heart pounded as I stared at her motionless body. My ears rang. This was bad.